girl alone on a bus at night? It's fucking stupid. It's stupid, hey. right? Guys, guys. What are you still doing here, old man? I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. Yeah. Baby, I need some action tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, the action returns has finally returned back with a new episode, 2021's Nobody But First. This is your host, Brian. With me, as always, my brother, Nez. What's up, man? I'm good, man. Um, This movie, did you see this in the theater? No, this was uh, kind of at that point in the pandemic when I wasn't comfortable going to the theater. Yeah, but, uh, there there was a way that I saw it, so I'll just Me put too. it that way. Okay, <laughs> but I did pick up the Blu-ray, so yes, so did I. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're talking about a 2021's Bob Odenkirk film, Nobody. Hey, I have an idea. How about I make that lasagna that you love tonight? You know, from scratch, like I used to. I used to work for some very dangerous people. <laughs> they came after my family. They stole my kitty cat bracelet. And you don't do that. Give me the kitty cat bracelet! It's been a hell of a day. It's Nobody. In theaters only April 2nd. Rated R. All right, well, I don't even have a synopsis up, so go for it. All right, I got you. I got you. Uh, Of course, uh, we always go to Google first. Hutch Mansell fails to defend himself or his family when two thieves break into uh, his suburban home one night. The aftermath of the incident soon strikes a match to his long-simmering rage. In a barrage of fists, gunfire, and squealing tires, Hutch must now save his family and son from a dangerous adversary and ensure that they will never underestimate him again. Okay. IMDb. Come on, where you at? There you are. A bystander who intervenes to help a woman being harassed by a group of men becomes the target of a vengeful drug lord. Uh, I don't know. IMDb, I'm a little disappointed in that one. Uh, This, of course, stars Bob Odenkirk. This is where I'm going to try my best with the names. Alexei Sirabrikov. Connie Nielsen, uh, Wonder Woman's mom. Christopher Lloyd, Michael Ironside, Colin Salmon, Riza, Billy McLean. And others. This is directed by Isla Nashuler, and uh, writer is Derek uh, Kolstad, and I believe uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, he produced this one. Uh, Derek Leach. Derek Leach and 
what did I just say his name was? Derek Colstead. They both were involved in the John Wick movies. So, Nez, what did you think of Nobody? All right. I mean, I knew uh, Saul Goodman was in this. That's all I knew. I didn't. I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't. I didn't even know what it was about. I didn't think it was going to be what this was. I just found it, hit play, and started watching it. And damn, this movie was fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I was shocked. I was so shocked because I again I didn't know what this movie was about. I, I wasn't expecting what we got. This action shoot 'em up. Uh, kill everybody in the room film. I mean, when you see Bob Odenkirk, man, you don't see an action star. You just see Saul Goodman, uh, Jimmy McNeil, or whatever his name is, and Better Call Saul. I mean, that's all you see as this little sleazy TV lawyer. And I was like, wow, I, I, I couldn't believe it was him. I mean, uh, on the Blu-ray, you can watch uh, all the extras and everything. And Bob Odenkirk really put time into this. Um, if you've seen this already, with because he, he wanted to do all the action himself. He, not everything, because there were some things where you, obviously it was a stuntman. But when it came down to fighting and shooting the guns, mainly the fighting scenes, it was him. The whole, all, all of it. It was all him. He trained for two years before... They shot anything. Um, uh, from what I understand, he was uh, once he started his training. I mean, he started. Well, he was filming this, like I said, for two years. He was training even during his little uh, off time, filming uh, uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, he he hooked up with uh, with a trainer. Um, that trainer went to Albuquerque with their team, and they found some gym. So why when he wasn't filming Better Call Saul, he was in the gym training and training and training on how to do how how to uh, take punches, how to throw punches, how to how to stance, everything. This is all in the Blu-ray if you guys have it. If you guys haven't watched special features yet, but I was like, damn, he really put his time in, in, into doing it because he didn't want it to look um, fake. This this is what he said. So I was like, damn. I mean, I I just thought this movie was amazing. Again, I did not expect this movie to be awesome. I mean, I, I probably knew I was gonna be it was gonna be good, but I, I didn't know what it was gonna be like. Again, you don't see Bob no, uh, Bob Odenkirk as this big shoot 'em up fighting action star. Um, but I I was all in. I mean, just just the the, the beginning scenes uh, of what was going on, and once it once it picked up, and and we find out what's happening. And, and everything and we find out who uh, Hutch Mansell is I was like damn and I didn't realize that was the Wonder Woman's mom uh, Connie yeah. Nielsen <laughs> so, dressed down a little bit from what yeah. we see in uh, Wonder Woman but man but overall man this this movie was, was awesome it's not very long um, it's only an hour and 32 minutes and it, it just once it starts it doesn't stop it just goes 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 until the movie's over with but man, I, I I thought this movie was tough. I mean, did you know about this movie before you sat down and watched it? Um, I didn't know what it was going to be about. I, I knew it was a an action movie starring Bob Odenkirk, and I was just kind of like, uh, you know, I'll watch it because it's Bob Odenkirk, and I, I like him. 
But then when I heard it's from a couple of, I believe, like I said, Derek Kolstad uh, wrote it, and he's the, one of the creators of the John Wick franchise. And then they had David Lich, I think that's how you say his name, is one of the producers. He was uh, one of the directors of, the, I think, the first John Wick movie. So I'm like, okay, those guys know what they're doing. Those guys, some of them used to be stunt guys, so they they know they know their action stuff. So, kind of got me a little bit pumped. I did, I did see the trailer before it came out, and that that just gave me the the green light completely to want to check this out. And man, did I love this movie! Or I, I not did I do love this movie? Um, yeah, it just totally made me believe Bob Odenkirk is a badass action star. And um, the, the I did have a little problem with the villain. I wish there was a little bit more to the villain. But, man, does he just go through everybody. And it is so fun to watch him go through it. And then you got you got the additions of the RZA and Christopher Lloyd. Man, did I love Christopher Lloyd in this movie. I, I didn't know what to expect when I heard he was in this movie, and then he gets in on the action. Just come one of one of my favorite movies that came out this year so far. Yeah, this movie was tough. I mean, uh, even seeing uh, Michael Ironside pop up into this when I saw his name, I was like, "Whoa!" And then when even when he came across the screen, I was like, "Damn, man, he he put on some pounds." But it was good. <laughs> yeah, good to yeah see. he did. <laughs> it's good to see that he's still out there acting. Uh, in this film. And RZA, it's always good to see him when he pops up in things. But um, this director, I'm not even going to try this name. Uh, did you see Hardcore Henry? Yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it it, it did kind of get to me because I seen that one in the theater, the the shaky cam, the, the first person shooter aspect of it did kind of get to me. But I, I, I and for the most part, enjoyed it. See, I never saw that because I, I, I can't watch those. I can't play those games, those first-person shooter games. I get sick and feel like I'm going to throw up. Oh, this one, it's got, say he's falling off of something and the, the camera's from his point of view, so the camera's just going all over the place as he's falling. And, yeah, it's it that that part of it is, is kind of hard to deal with, but the action was, was pretty good in it. Um. Maybe I'll try watching it on my phone. Maybe the screen's smaller and it won't bother me. But on big screens, like found footage films don't bother me. Like Blair Witch Project and all that. That nah, I was fine with that whole film. My wife, she was getting ready to throw up watching it. But but the, the how that how that Hardcore Henry was filmed, I, when I saw the trailer, I couldn't even watch the trailer. When I, I went and saw whatever I saw and it came on, I was like, oh, this is cool. About a few seconds in, I, I just had to close my eyes and listen to it. I, I couldn't, I couldn't even watch the trailer, so I knew I couldn't watch the whole movie on the big screen. So I, I just kind of avoided mm-hmm. it. But uh, I'm gonna try to watch it on my phone. I'm sure it's streaming on one of these things. But this film was just—it just blew me away on how awesome it was. Um, do you think this is leading into a franchise series? Uh, they, I think I have read, they are developing a sequel to this and the director, uh, I don't know if it was the director, the writer, the producer, one one of the guys that have to do, uh, work with the John Wick movies says he, they, they are leaving the window open that this might be in the same universe. Hmm. I mean, this, yeah. I mean, if it is cool, 
uh, what what I like to see John Wick and uh, Hutch battling, uh, teaming up and battling out the the bad guys. Cool, yeah, that, I think it would be awesome. I mean, this movie was basically John Wick meets Home Alone. <laughs> so, I would because I would love to see uh, Hutch show up and John Wick like he needs help and he calls up someone and he he just says, "Can I speak to the auditor?" and People that watch this movie will know what that means. It sounds awesome, and we would want to see that. But this movie was kind of like a shoot 'em up action, slight comedy. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're John, saying. John Wick was just all seriousness and shoot 'em up action. So I don't know if it would work. Would they have the little comedy of Christopher Lloyd and the RZA? See, now I think you would have to leave them out. Yeah, I mean... Because if they all three showed up, I'm just like, there's going to be some kind of comedic banter going on between them. And yeah, that might not work for the movie. But if you just have uh, Bob Odenkirk show up for like a little cameo or something, I think that that could work. But then again, would a cameo be enough for people? I don't think so. They probably want a full movie of them... The whole movie, them sharing the screen, just kicking ass, yeah, uh, and everything. But um, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Bob Odenkirk kind of had a little episode. Um, yeah, he had a heart attack. Time. Oh, it was a heart attack. Yeah, so they said it was a small heart attack, but his son has since came out said his his father is recovering, full, um, and he's going to make a full recovery. So, but uh. Filming Better Call Saw, I believe, is uh, on on hold right now. Okay, well, if he's going to do more action films, he better hurry up because he's 58. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, but let's just say he was 56, 55 when they filmed this. I, I don't know exactly when they filmed it, but um, he looked way better shape in this than he did in Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. <laughs> so... I mean, because he, he, again, like I said, he, he was training for two years. So he had to get into shape and to get in that physical shape to where he, he was doing doing all the fighting and everything. So, I mean, I mm-hmm. think it was good. I mean, but what this, this story is, is at the, at, the, at the point in the beginning, we don't know who he is. He just, we just think he's a, a normal husband and dad trying to live his life and, and work. I like the beginning, how, how it all started. It was kind of like a montage of. Monday, and then he Gosh, get, man, I'm fucking so related to, to a lot oh, of that shit was going on. Oh hell yeah! I mean, of him getting up, going to work, taking the garbage out, missing the garbage truck. Oh I my gosh, that garbage truck many times, <laughs> and it makes you so mad because you got to figure out what the fuck you got to do with the trash. And well, well, at least for us, I mean, the when a truck comes, it goes one side of the street, goes to the bottom. And then hits the other side, because one it starts it goes up the street when it when it picks ours up and then does the the, the loop around and comes back down. Um, at least these drivers are cool. If I run out there and take it across the street, they'll 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 still dump it. But no, he lived in like a little cul-de-sac. So yeah, and clearly like, when when they were gone, they were gone. Yeah, they weren't coming back. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's your fault. I mean, but <laughs> I think it was funny about that. It happened more than once, and I'm like, yeah. you, you know when garbage night is. I mean, <laughs> so, but 
But, but you yeah, know, the, the more important question is, why isn't your fucking son taking the trash out? Exactly. Grown a grown ass kid. What he was like, sixteen or something, seventeen. Yeah, that's how old my son is, and I'm like, this is your job. I don't don't give me no lip or anything. You all you got to do is t- take it out and take it to the street. I'm not telling you to take it to the junkyard, but yeah, that whole montage of his day to day, getting up, going going to work, taking the garbage out, and and like just repeated, repeated over and over and over again, and it just yeah. seemed like he was miserable. Yeah, and, and they they add on to it when they show him. Uh, how how his sleeping arrangement is with his wife? How the, the they build that barrier between them? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because at, at this point we we don't know like what's happening. They're obviously having uh, marital issues because yeah, like like Brian said, there's a there's a big one of those big body pillows or whatever in the center of and the it's bed, standing up tall too, so you can't see over it. Yeah, it's like a wall. I mean, like. Uh, we've all been in that situation where we're, we're mad at, at one another, but uh, yeah. I never went as far as putting a wall. <laughs> yeah, uh, not just a wall, but a wall every night. Like yeah. it's a, a routine. Yeah, so, oh, excuse me. So uh, one one night, uh, he's just sitting at home, and um, I, think, I think he like, heard something. So he kind of goes downstairs, and, and it's in his house and then he sees flashlights and then the uh, two he checks the kids first oh that's right and um, after he checks his daughter then he checks his son and his son's awake and his son basically his reaction lets you know that he also heard something downstairs yeah so oh sorry everyone he goes downstairs and he's looking around and he hears them and then he sees uh sees one of them kind of lurking around so he grabs a, a golf club and then this is when they we just two masks, uh, two masked people, uh, a guy and a gal, and they, they pull their guns on him, and uh, just gonna tell him to like, all right, give us your money, and he's kind of like, oh well, just take it and get out of here. But while they're de- while he's talking to them, his son comes out of nowhere, dives off the stairs, and tackles uh, one of one of the uh, the assailants, and then he's kind of got him like in a like a chokehold from behind. Like he could have easily just choked him out. But his dad was like, just, just let him go. Let him go. Yeah. And this is when you kind of, or at least for me, I was like, there's something more to Hutch. Cause he's very calm and cool about the situation. And then you, he, you notice that he peeps out one of the person's tattoo. Yeah. He noticed uh, one on her wrist. But even still, like he, he he had the drop on him because when his son tackled that one, that other the other masked person turned around and looked, and he was right behind her with a with the golf club. Could have easily just bah, bashed in the back of her head, but he just he didn't. He just told his son, "Just let him go, let him go." So his son let go. That guy got up and psh, knocked his son in the face, and then uh, they go, "That's all we got right here," and it was like a little bowl. With some money, so they just grabbed that and and then they took off. But then his son was like, "Ah, oh, Dad, what are you doing? We had him. Why didn't you hit him?" And he he was just like, "It's all right. It's all right." So yeah. they go outside. The cops are there. Um, how they got into the house is, uh, I guess, when the garage door came down, they must they must have been uh, staking out the house because one of them ran over there and stuck a pizza box on the, the door. <laughs> 
Now, my garage doesn't work like that. Exactly. <laughs> when it when it uh, the, something hits the sensor or is blocking the door, it immediately opens up again, and you know that your garage door didn't shut all the way, unless you're just so like out of it. You know, we've seen how his days go. Uh, you just completely don't notice it. I, I guess I can go with that, but I don't think the garage would be propped up like that. Yeah, I mean, because the, the, the camera goes and you just see this box, pizza box right there, and he kind of pulls it out and then it closes. But I'm like, yeah, I mean, any any garage door, especially now, these new ones, mm-hmm. that little sensor, boom, it hits that and know, it knows something there, you would automatically go back up. But maybe his wasn't automatic i don't know <laughs> but uh, it helps move the story along so he's like the cops are like well did you what they get and he kind of just told him and we're all okay um, the next morning he's trying to make breakfast and his son's sitting there with a big black eye and and he's just kind of getting mad why didn't you do anything and then his wife is you obviously see something's going wrong with between him and his wife because she's mm-hmm. just Kind of got that don't touch me look. And the only one that that really cares is his daughter. Yeah. Because she, she comes running up and gives him a hug. And everyone leaves the house. Uh, they're all getting ready to go. Uh, Hutch and his son are standing outside. And their neighbor, um, if you guys have been listening to the show, I don't know cars. But, man, that car was tough <laughs> of what their neighbor had. I guess his, his dad just died and he left him with some 1960-something challenger i think that's what it was and he was like and that guy goes his neighbor was like man i wish they had broken into my house and he goes and how to go to give him the old one too and he goes maybe uh got a good good workout and i was just, he's just <laughs> looking at like you fucking asshole <laughs> so yeah his son just like looks at his dad and just and just mad i mean they kind of just his whole family except for his daughter was kind of like you're you're worthless. You, why didn't yeah. you do anything? So he's like, man, fuck it. So he just goes to work. And uh, we find out that he's working for his father-in-law, which is uh, Michael Ironside. And uh, and he works also with his brother, brother-in-law. Who's an asshole. Oh, man. He was a straight <laughs> asshole. <laughs> what happened to my sister? How come you didn't do nothing? Because even he kind of lights in, into him. But he's like, oh. I mean, he, he just wants to do his job. And get out of it. I guess they're working for some metal fabrication company. Yeah. So he's at home and he's like, ah, okay, um, let's just let's just do what we're gonna do before the next day starts over. So he's uh talking and they're they're having dinner and he um is talking to his daughter. She was looking for some little bracelet. Yeah, like uh, a unicorn bracelet or something. Yeah, so she's, he's like, it was, that was says right here, it's a kitty cat bracelet. Oh, kitty cat. And she's, he's like, where is it? Where is it? And then he's like, she goes, I had it in that bowl. And that was the bowl that had all the money that those people took. So he figured they took it. So he like just gets up right in the middle of dinner and leaves the house. Yeah, because you know someone that fucked up now. Kitty yeah, cat I mean, bracelet's gone. And even at this point, we don't know what's gone, what's happening or where he's going. He ends up going to a uh, retirement home where his dad lives. And this is when we're introduced to Christopher Lloyd's character, David Mansell. Oh, and, oh, he, and we kind of skipped over 
where he pulls out his uh, kind of like old school radio and he talks to his uh, his half brother Harry, played by the RZA. Yep. And even he's kind of getting on him about not doing nothing. And then this kind of, like you said, we don't know what he does, but he kind of drops like little stuff, like how he noticed the gun was unloaded and just all this kind of stuff. And you, it just makes you, you're just like, who is this guy? Yeah. Cause we don't know nothing about, about, I mean, this movie does move pretty fast. Yeah. So, cause he goes there, sees his dad and his dad's sitting there uh, asleep in front of his TV in his room. He goes over to the closet and takes um, a gun and then his dad's old, uh, FBI badge. So we mm-hmm. find out that his dad was retirement FBI agent. So his dad wakes up. What are you doing? And tells him, well, I, I got just, I'm going to borrow this. I got something to do. And his dad's just like, well, all right. Kind of surprised so, he didn't know what happened either. Yeah. So uh, Hutch starts going to uh, tattoo, tattoo parlors because he, he did, he saw a tattoo on the wrist of, of, of one of the assailants that was in his house. And then so he's walking around. He's just going to different ones, pointing out, okay, well, this is what I'm looking for, or have you seen this? And nobody sees it. He ends up going to one tattoo place in a little shady part of town, and uh, we see some guys in there, some rough, uh, street-tough-looking dudes. And he comes in and he goes, yeah, I'm looking for uh, someone that, that did this tattoo and an actual picture of, of the tattoo that he saw uh, on, the, on the chick's wrist. And they're like, well, who are you? Who the fuck are you? And then he's like, I'm a nobody. Or he didn't say that. He goes, I'm just, I just want to know. They have something of mine. Mm-hmm. And then um, he's just standing there talking. And then he like pulls out his money. And they're like, well, we don't, we don't know what to get the fuck out of here. But then he pulls out money. And I was like, well, um, maybe this will change your mind or whatever. Showing him a big old money clip of money. Well, no, he, he pulls out his FBI badge first and shows them. But when one of the guys looks at it, he goes, hey, you know, that's a, a retired one yeah. and uh, you're covering the picture. So how do we know that's you? And then that's when he pulls out the money. He goes, come on. He goes, uh, maybe th- maybe this will help uh, you guys remember. So they weren't having it. Uh, two of the dudes that were kind of standing behind him get up and one of them's holding the pool key or something or a bat. And they come walking up behind him. There's another older uh, uh, military army vet standing there looking at him and they're all talking shit to him but the older uh, uh vet guy notices um hutch has a tattoo on his wrist it's uh two playing cards i think it was like a seven and a two because he sees that and like his eyes get big and then he backs up goes out this door you hear the door shut and then you hear all these he locks all the door he looks through the window and says, hey, thanks for your service, and then disappears. <laughs> so we know that means something, but we're, we're at this point in the movie, we don't know. And then they kind of they realize that that guy was scared for some reason, so they kind of back off, and the guy goes, oh, okay, I, I remember who, who has that tattoo, so he tells him. So uh, Hutch goes walking, and he ends up at uh, some apartment building, uh, he goes in there, and we find find out it's uh, the two people that robbed uh, that robbed his house. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think they were uh, Mexican. He goes in there, looks at them, is getting ready to to kill him. And they were like, he was like, "Where's the bracelet? Where's the bracelet?" And they're like, "What bracelet? Did she steal his watch too?" Because I, I think, think she gave so. it back. She just because I think she just grabbed whatever was in that dish. 
that was uh, on the on the table. Yeah, so she he like he was like I'm looking for this this kitty bracelet. Where is it? And they like we don't we don't know what you're talking about. He goes, well, give me my watch back. So that lady gives him the watch backs, and he's kind of looking around. And then he hears uh, he hears something. He goes into another room, and there's a, a baby laying there in a crib, and it's got a little um, oxygen mask on. So mm-hmm. he kind of like just all right, and kind of just backs out and, and leaves. Sees yeah, because he he kind of realizes you know they're maybe they're not bad as he thought. They're just kind of trying to provide for their their sick kid. Yeah, because I'm sure that hospital bill is expensive, especially mm-hmm. having oxygen tanks and everything. So he kind of just just leaves. But he's still mad for all this shit. And other than he's just mad at the world on how his life is and the problems he's having with his wife. So he's just sitting on a bus um, just trying to get home. And all of a sudden, here comes this Jeep or whatever with a bunch of drunk dudes in there partying around and trying to pass the bus. They're crashing through all the the street cones and everything, but they hit like a, a bear on those the, those big giant yellow things or whatever. Uh, I think they're full of water or sand, and they go <laughs> crashing into that, uh, trying to be cute and crash through it all. And then the bus, for some reason, stops, and those guys all get out, and there's a bunch of there's a bunch of Russian guys, uh, drunk talking shit, and they ended up getting on the bus, and Hutch is just sitting there. Uh, in the back, and they kind of just get on the bus, and then they start harassing uh, some uh, chick that's on there. But then he kind of just gets up and looks at them, and then he's we know that he's mad, and then he decides to take out all his anger on these guys. So he this scene was awesome. Because he, he, you see him, if you guys know who Bob, Bob Odenkirk and what he looks like, man, he doesn't look like an intimidating he doesn't look like an intimidating guy. Yeah. <laughs> he because he, he just looks at them and he pulls out his gun, opens it up, empties all the bullets out, and then they're like looking at him like, Who the fuck are you? And then he goes, I'm gonna fuck you guys up. <laughs> yeah, there there's there's got to be at some point where you have to I know they're they're out they outnumber him, but he he makes sure the, the bus driver's off, closes the door, like you said, empties the bullets out. So you at one point you got to think maybe this is not a good idea. Yeah. Um. There, there's five guys on the bus, and there's the the lady. Them. I think there was only like a couple passengers on the bus, but uh, the girl they were harassing, she was on the bus sitting there still. And then one of them, one of the guys, just goes straight for Hutch, and this is when the fight, hand to hand, they're they're getting in licks but he's just lighting them up he's he, he's not backing down at all but then he starts doing all these fucking badass fight moves and then because <laughs> he's lighting these guys up they're coming at him with uh their fist one of them's pulled out a knife is coming at him and if you guys have been on a bus there ain't much room but <laughs> these guys he's doing his best kicking ass uh with all of them and Oh my God! This this scene was so awesome. I mean, he's slamming their heads uh, into the poles and the windows, and he's he's taking shots too. Uh, we can see that his mouth is bleeding. The other guys, one of the, one of the dudes that pulled out a blade, ended up stabbing uh, Hutch in the side. Yeah. So he pulls that out. 
um, one of these dudes on the bus was the stunt coordinator. He he was the one of the guys that that uh, trained uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, uh, uh, I forgot his name. Alan Mousset. He's the the main guy in the new kickboxer movies, and he was in the main guy in jujitsu. Oh, that was him, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah, I mean, this, this part is badass because um, uh, when he gets up, when Hutch gets up, he he's got uh, he got knocked down onto one of the bus seats, and everyone else is all beat up. But one of those guys stabbed him in the side. He pulls that knife out, and uh, one of the dudes comes at him, and he that guy is holding Hutch's arm down. But Hutch does something with the the knife. He just kind of sw- turns it around his arm and stabs that dude in the arm, and blood starts pouring out. And then he just starts whooping ass, dude. And then the other <laughs> dudes come out of him. One guy comes at him. He pulls that knife out, stabs him in the in the knee with it. But then he kind of gets uh, knocked over, so he falls up down into one of the chairs. And the guy that's standing there with the knife in his knee, Hutch, just leans back and kicks that knife. In all the way into his leg, and that guy, ah, he's laying there screaming, <laughs> and he's just beating the shit out of those guys. Wraps the um the bell you ring to to for the stop to stop the bus. Wraps it around one of the guys' necks, and then they start fighting, and they ended up throwing Hutch out of the window of the bus. The thing that's funny that, that I noticed, I'm watching this, everyone. <laughs> when he goes flying out of the bus and he's laying there, all the other guys are still on the bus. You see the bus driver still standing there on the outside of her bus. I'm like, it, why didn't she just take off? <laughs> I mean, why are you going to stand there and watch? You don't know what these guys are doing. You don't know if they're going to pull out guns and kill everybody that's witnessing this. But she's still standing there. But uh, he gets up um, and then gets back onto the bus. And then the, the dudes are all in there just bleeding out of their faces and everywhere. And. One guy's got his teeth, like all his teeth look like they're knocked out. <laughs> yeah, because he, he looks at one, he's like, does it look bad? And the, the guy's like, yeah, it, it looks bad. <laughs> Hutch is outside laying in, in a big old pile of glass. He gets uh, one piece is stuck in his his face and he kind of goes to the bus driver like just, just one minute and he gets back onto the bus. And then the dudes are all beat up and they're all looking at him like, what the fuck? And then he he just he just goes after him again. And uh, he he gets that knife and he cuts a piece of the the uh, seatbelt off, wraps it around his wrist and then tells that girl, get off the bus. So she ends up running off. And those dudes, everyone's beat to hell. They get up, they come at him again with a knife. He starts stabbing all of them and just clocking them, stabbing them in the throats and the legs, and he, he's still getting knocked around, too. He picks up that lady's purse and starts swinging it around, ties it around one dude's neck, and then basically, like, hangs him for a second <laughs> with it. But then one of the dudes runs over to the gun that he started, that he emptied, and starts uh, sticking the bullets back in the gun. He walks up to him. Oh, no, he goes back and tears out one of the... um little uh, metal bars that you hold onto the bus. He breaks that off and then starts slamming this dude with it. He hits him so hard in the neck. Uh, I don't know. It looks like he might have broke like his Adam's apple or something. Yeah. That, guy, that guy's laying there like choking uh, on his blood. And then uh, Hutch turns around and picks up this, uh, this little uh, cup with a straw in it. 
and then he he pulls a straw out, and this guy's still laying there trying to bleed, trying to trying to breathe. He does that uh that tracheotomy. Oh, with the he cuts and makes an incision, puts the straw in. Yeah, yeah. So, so that guy could breathe. And uh, at, at this point, we don't know who who these dudes are, who who these guys he got in a fight with, other than some drunk dudes. And he just gets off the bus, tells the bus driver, "Sorry," and get hands. I think he got hands or something. But then he just goes walking off uh, to go back home. But we do find out that these guys that were these Russian dudes that were on the bus. Uh, the one that uh, he stuck the straw in his throat. He he's like the the son of was he the son or was he the brother of the, the main the little brother? Okay, he was a little brother of the the main bad guy in this. Was the um, what the hell was his name? Um, he was some Russian mob Yul- boss. Yulian. Okay. <laughs> He was uh, some mob boss or whatever, Russian mobster dude. And uh, yeah, he finds out that uh, well, he had, Hutch doesn't know who it is, who who these guys are. But those dudes are like, and when he finds out that what happened to his men, he's kind of like, well, you guys need to do something. Who is this guy? So they kind of do what they what bad guys do, and they figure out. Um, who he is, who Hutch is. But when Hutch goes home, he's like, he's all beat up and he's in the kitchen and his wife's standing there looking at him and she's got that look like, oh, you're at it again? Yeah, it just adds to that, who the fuck is Hutch? Because she's patching him up and he's just like, it's just like old times, huh? Yeah, because uh, yeah, we don't, we still don't know who he is. I mean, we know he's the son of an FBI, former FBI agent. That's about as much as we know, and we know he can kick ass. Okay, but we're still like, who, who the fuck is this dude? And obviously, his wife knows what he used to do. His kids don't. So he's like, all right, whatever. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do what I gotta do. So <clears throat> I think after that, they kind of got to a, a, a turning point in their relationship because they were able to, because he was kind of like, he goes, man, we haven't had uh, a good time in a long time. There was no, yeah. you don't hug me, you don't kiss me or anything and all that. And she kind of like, I think, I don't think she was just feeling more sorry for him because he was all beat up. But then uh, next day, everyone's kind of happy and everything's uh, happy-go-lucky and everything. But those Russian dudes do find out who he is. But when they're reading it, they still don't. I mean, other than where he works and they know they know his name and, and, and where he lives. That's all they know. So he's like, all right. So the next day, they're, they're all having dinner, getting ready to have a good family night. He kind of, well, Hutch walks over to the window and he notices there's like uh, some SUVs are pulling up. And he's like, oh, fuck. So he goes and tells his wife, look, you guys take the kids and go down into the basement. And the wife kind of realizes she knows what's happening. But the kids are like, why? What's going on? What's going on? What are we doing? So she ends up taking them downstairs and they kind of look at each other like. She knows what's happening or she knows what's about to happen. But Mm -hmm. with the audience, we don't know what's going on. So this uh, this hit squad comes into the house and man, <laughs> the scene was awesome, too, 
because they they came in and just they just he other than he was lighting them all up, um, the bullets start flying because <laughs> there's what uh, look like eight of them and they come they come rolling in with pistols and machine guns, <clears throat> but whoever Hutch is, he knows. He's got a house just in case because he starts uh, setting things up. Um, they come shooting in the, the front door. They come charging in the house looking for him. They uh, he he turned off all the power. He like turned off all the lights. So they got like uh, flashlights on their machine guns and they're walking around and they whap. Here he goes to work with a bat and just starts beating the hell out of the first two dudes <laughs> that he sees. And all the whole time, they're uh, they're shooting at him, too, but they're missing. But um, Hutch, after he knocks one dude out into the bathroom, he gets that bat and breaks it over his knee and then shoves it, stabs it into one of the dudes and it kills him. Uh, he walks into the kitchen. He grabs a butcher's knife. There's other guys walking around in the house. And then he just goes to work and he's just stabbing the shit out of that dude. Look like he stabbed him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he took that dude out. And there's another guy walking around with a gun and he goes into the kitchen and then he stabs that dude, takes his gun away, starts shooting uh, at them. And here comes some other dudes. There's a big old fight going on uh, in the kitchen. He's throwing pots and pans and everything at him. Everything yeah. in the kitchen sink. <laughs> that teapot he beats the one guy with. When you see his body later, it looks like the I don't know, the, the spout part is like stuck in his head because the teapot's just kinda sitting there on top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> he beat the hell out of that fool. And um <laughs> sorry if you hear crying baby. Uh, that one dude, that one dude comes at him, man, and he's a, he he takes his uh, machine gun from him, and then he just like slams him in the face with it, and then he takes it and jams, starts shooting other dudes with it, <laughs> and then he he goes crashing down the stairs, and then some dude comes up behind him with a stun gun and it zaps him, and then uh, he goes down. <laughs> so, um. Uh, what happened after that when he wakes up? Uh, he, uh, They're talking to him, and he's talking to the one I'm assuming is uh, Yulian, if I'm saying his name right, his little right-hand man, and they're having a conversation about what he, I guess, what he's done. No, wait, no. First, uh, we get the right-hand man. He's talking to the other the other people that came to to get uh, Hutch, and they don't want it. They don't want to go. They're they're done. And he has to pull his gun out and tell them to keep driving. And that's when Hutch uh, comes out the back seat with the fire extinguisher, and then the car flips over and kills everybody except for the one guy, which he has a uh, conversation with him. <laughs> At first, he's like. Uh, you're 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 black Russian. Uh, that I've never I never came across that or something. He's having some kind of conversation about that, and the guy was like, "I get that all the time." And then he's like, "Who are you?" This is when Hutch basically breaks down. He's what they call an auditor, and he works for one of those three letter organizations. So he could have worked for the FBI, DEA, probably worked for all of them. And basically, when you can't arrest somebody. 
he's the guy that comes and takes care of you. Yeah, it says here he was a former government assassin for the CIA. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that, that part was funny because when he was in the trunk, it's when he finds that fire extinguisher. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I don't have a fire extinguisher in my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> that part was funny, though, and they ended up crashing. So, yeah, he, he, he broke it down to, to who he was, and they're still like, uh, okay, I mean, they 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 know a little bit about him, other than they knew where he lived and where he worked and everything. But when when he did tell them who who he was and and what he did, they were still kind of like, oh, all right. Yeah, that's all I need to know. When when you can't be arrested and they send somebody else, I was <laughs> like, that, I don't want to mess with you. Um, he kind of goes into a little story later on when he's telling them about um. He was gonna. Uh, he was. He was assigned to kill some dude. Yeah. But but then when he kind of got got to finding that guy, uh, I don't know. I think he had. I don't know. Some kind of life changing thing happened, and he let the guy go. Yeah, I think he saw how he. I think the guy was trying to change his life, and I think he saw that and kind of wanted that for himself. Yeah, because he said about a couple of like a year or so later, he finds that guy again and he's just living his life. He's got a wife, kids, house in the suburbia or wherever. So I think that's when his in his turning point, uh, Hutch's turning point is when he's like, I want this. I don't want to do what I'm doing anymore. And I think I'm just going to retire and live his life. And I'm sure that's when he met his wife. But I think his wife must have already knew what he'd done because yeah. she 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 knew uh, earlier in, in it. So it wasn't like I don't think he, I think it was a lady that he already knew when he was doing all this bad shit mm-hmm. and she knew about him. So I think they just kind of fell in love and had their kids. But then as life goes on. Yeah, because you you don't patch someone up's knife wounds and have no questions. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't question him at all. Yeah. No screaming or anything. She just saw him all beat to hell. <laughs> so and then he's just like, it's just like old times, huh? And then she's <laughs> just kind of like, uh, yeah. So he he tells her like, look, you guys need to get out of Dodge. Just go go somewhere, and uh, I'm gonna handle this. Because yeah, he did. He ended up killing uh, Pavel. Um, because he they because he was the one that came back after him, and then yeah. that's when that's when it killed him. So he goes back to. No, I think that already happened. Oh no! Did did is this when he he goes and uh, sets all the booby traps? Oh no! No, uh, no he uh, after he tells his family to go go somewhere, get you know someone somewhere safe. He uh, basically he burns the house down. While this is while he's telling the story. Yeah, because all those dudes that he killed are still in the house. <laughs> yeah, so basically he has his home set up if he had to burn it down. Uh, you know, he, he plays the record player, which uh, as the record plays, it ignites on fire. So he he has he has a backup plan. And then, uh, go ahead. That one dude he was talking to, he told me, look, man, you're going to be down here. And uh, the heat gets so hot down here. 
they're not going to find you. Basically, yeah. you're going to it's going to be so hot, you're going to burn up. <laughs> I mean, bones and all. <laughs> so. And then they show them on fire. So that guy burnt out while he was still alive. Uh, it, it, it's CGI fire, and it just reminded me of Lance. Oh. <laughs> that, that fire really got to him in that movie. <laughs> it, 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 listeners, it didn't bother me. But. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, he said this. I like how he did that with a record player. Yeah, I, it just started, and then whatever he had done to it just <laughs> ignited, and then the whole. The whole house burned up. But the thing that was funny, though, when he was walking out of his house, all his neighbors were there. Yeah. They were, like, just watching. It looked like one of them was on his phone calling the fire department or whoever. And he just walks over to his neighbor's car, breaks the window, gets in, hot wires it, and hauls ass out of there. When it was at zero to something and... I don't know. We're we're about to find the fuck out or whatever he said. (laughs) So he takes off and then um, he goes to uh, where he works and uh, he before he left his house, he grabbed a bag uh, and he put all these gold bricks that he had gold plates or whatever they were Mm -hmm. uh, in in a bag. And then he goes to where he worked and he's talking to Michael Ironside and telling him, like, look, um, I want to buy this place from you and then just hands him that bag of gold bricks or bars or whatever. And then the son, the Michael Ironside's son, uh, Hutch's brother-in-law, no, man, fuck that. This is our place. And his dad's like, shut up. (laughs) He goes, all right, here you go. He he basically, yeah, he he sold that business instantly. (laughs) His brother was all like, like, don't I have a say? He was like, "Uh, no. He just came here with a duffel bag of gold bars. This place is yours. So they, they, that's the end of them. We don't, we don't see, we don't see them again. Uh, If you watch the deleted scenes, there was a little more scenes they shot with those two, but um, I could see why they cut it out of the film. So, um, oh, who was the 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 dude he was talking to? Um, The one black guy from uh, the barber. From uh, Resident uh, Evil, the guy uh, I always think of from uh, yeah, like you said, Resident Evil. <laughs> so there, I know that guy's been in a lot of movies, but I always go to him. He was the the barber or the guy at the barber shop. They didn't ever really <laughs> said, but he he had something for him. So he was the one. The barber was the one that told him. Uh, Hutch, who who the the Yulian guy was, or who yeah. who those Russian dudes that he beat the hell out of, or who they were. So I mean, because in in the deleted scenes, there's a scene when the barber goes to talk to Michael Ironside and uh, his son, basically telling them to shut their holes and live their lives. Yeah, that actor, his name is Colin Sam- Salmon. <laughs> yeah. And they just have in the thing they have him listed as the barber. <laughs> he's a former government handler. Yeah, I mean, in all this, I mean, he's the Hutch is talking to his dad and talking to his half brother, uh, Riza. But he goes, uh, we after he buys that place, he kind of goes in there and starts setting up all these these traps and everything. Yeah, these uh, fucking murder booby traps. Yeah. 
So after he gets all that situated, he goes um to the uh, the Russian club or whatever, and he's just sitting in there eating a steak, watching the show, and the guy that's uh, running the whole thing. What, what's his name? The main Russian boss, Yulian. Okay. Which yeah, uh, he, we didn't even talk about how he likes to perform karaoke or whatever on stage. And he, yeah. I'm assuming this is how scary he is because every time he performs, like the whole club just like thinks it's amazing. Well, they all know it's his club. So, and I'm sure they all know he's dirty. So yeah, just, yeah, cheer him on. <laughs> Cause he couldn't sing for shit. <laughs> so, um, so Yuli's up there performing, or Yulian, or however you say his name. He's up there singing on stage, and then he notices uh, Hutch is sitting like dead center, eating a steak. And then he kind of just walks over to him, starts talking to him, and Hutch is telling him uh, what's going to happen. And then he goes, I just want to have a talk with you. And then that that boss kind of tells everyone to, everyone get out of here. Because, I mean, they surrounded him. And they had their guns out and everything ready to kill him while he was just sitting there eating a steak. But he made them all leave. And what did he tell them? I don't remember. Uh, I think, well, he had an explosive with him uh, attached to his finger. It was a, a Claymore. Shout out to Drew McIntyre. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he just basically, like, I want to speak to you alone. And I think he was kind of giving him... Uh, I don't know. It was like a weird conversation because he was kind of giving him a way to get out and, you know, let's be done with what what we're doing here. But at the same time, he reveals that he went and burnt all of Yulian's money. Well, that's right. Huh? And then and then he mentions that you came after my fucking family and, you know, that's something you don't do. So it was kind of a weird conversation. Yeah, I mean, did he know who Hutch was? Um, there was that scene earlier where he had, I don't know who that lady was. She was, he asked her to find out who, who he was. And she said she had contacts at the Pentagon. And oh, then you yeah. cut to a scene where she's like throwing the papers at him talking about, uh, you don't have to pay me. I'm out of here. So, <laughs> so I think he kind of maybe had an idea of who he was. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he had that, that, that Claymore under a napkin. And if those guys tried to rush him, he was he, he had a string tied to his finger. Like he would pull the trigger and that'd be it. So he kind of finished eating the steak, got up and, and left, walked out, walked outside, got in his car and took off. And then that's when they were like, fuck that. We got to go get him. So, I mean, they knew where he was going because his house, his house was burned down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they, they, they went over to, um, uh, well, they, they found out where he was uh, in that uh, that place he just bought, that uh, metal shop place. Oh, we didn't talk about how they sent men over to kill his dad. Oh, And he was yeah. waiting for them. Because he called his dad and said, you know, that thing that I was doing uh, kind of went sideways. And then they they came there to kill him. But he had a, he had a shotgun waiting for him and blasted both of them. <laughs> yeah, because he was sitting in his chair watching uh, some war movie. And then when those dudes came in, as he he killed both of them. <laughs> I like the orderly was like, man, you need to turn that movie down. <laughs> I know he must have jumped up and pushed that other guy to the side, and he had, he had that other one in front of him with his hand over his mouth. <laughs> so, 
he ended up killing them. And then uh, uh, we go back to uh, the, the metal shop and uh, we see Hutch setting up uh, all these booby traps and everything because he knows that those guys are going to come. So he ends up calling uh, uh, his dad, telling him what, what's going on. And he calls up his uh, half-brother, uh, Harry, the RZA. Mm-hmm. So, so they're like, all right. So he's uh, the Russians were, were chasing him. And he was outside of the, the metal shop. And because they were they were all shooting at him, but then um, out of the window, we see we hear gunshots, and then some of the Russians drop, and the camera goes in, and it's the RZA, him and his his uh, his dad, uh, what's his name? Uh, what the hell was the Christopher Lloyd's name? Christopher uh, Lloyd was David. Yeah, <laughs> David. There's in there. So RZA's there, man. He's about, he's ready to bring the ruckus. So they, were, <laughs> they they all got inside and they were waiting for those Russian dudes to come in. And when those guys came in, that's when all hell broke loose <laughs> inside that place. The the trap I liked was the um the grenade that was in that like that that press. Oh yeah, because when they came in and they were shooting up and everything, there was a big old shootout in there. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, uh, he's got his he's got two shotguns. Um, RZA had like a sniper rifle and then some other weapons because they were just blasting fools left yeah. and right. And because yeah. Hutch asked his dad, he was like, "Do you have Do you have enough shotguns?" Because he had like <laughs> shotguns like hanging off of him. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that that was awesome. But when they they come in and they're just just gunning up everybody, and th- this part was cool. Um, uh. When uh, they're, they're just kind of side by side blasting everyone, uh, the booby traps are, are, are going off. Um, when that that press, uh, that metal press, uh, smashes that grenade, it like it blows up, and uh, the one boss goes flying down. He gets knocked down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Riza in the stairwell, just blowing fools away. And um, one of the there was a booby trap on the steps. It was like a looked like a uh, a pin, one of those little clicker pins, mm-hmm. and one of those dudes ran up. Was he was? Well, I don't know why nobody saw it. <laughs> when they were running up the stairs, one of the dudes stepped on it, and it set off a bomb, and it just just blew blew them down the stairs. Yeah, he had nail bombs. He had one. It was like these cylinders that shot out like these metal rods, and he, like he had all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, RZA was in there bringing it too with his little sniper rifle with that big silencer on it. Yeah, and they was, never said what he did. No, I just assumed he was one of these assassin dudes like uh, his brothers. So yeah, even <laughs> but, even if you look at look him up in in uh, like Wikipedia, like it just says uh, Hutch's half brother. That's it. Yeah, uh, the, the scene that, that I like with RZA when he was beating the hell out of those dudes, um, he takes his rifle. And these three uh, Russian guys come running in and with one shot takes all three of them out because they're like standing like uh, single file in front of each other. So the, the bullet, I mean, up the, the, it look, I'm watching it right now at close range, that high powered rifle. Boom, that bullet went through all three of them in, in the head <laughs> and they all go running down. Uh, they, they get knocked out. And then some other dude comes in and he just starts beating the shit out of them. Uh, he kicks one dude in, into the one of the rooms that was booby trapped, 
and it's got like that double serrated uh, um, bob wire. Mm-hmm. And then it, he, it, it, when he falls through it, it like wraps around him, and he's like, ah, he's trying to get out of it, and the RZA just comes walking in, hits the switch, and that uh, the the bob wire pulls that guy out of a second floor window, and he goes flying out into the main shop. <laughs> And then we see uh, Christopher Lloyd, and he just blown fools away <laughs> with this shotgun. And uh, we go to uh, Hutch. He's uh, he's just he's got a sidearm now, and he's just blasting fools left and right with that. These r- Russian guys uh, kind of chase change, chase him into a room, but he's got a booby trap behind the door. The booby trap was like a mal- uh, a rat trap, and it had some kind of uh, little explosives on it. So uh, when the guys open the door, it, it lights the fuse, and then they, they kind of go in there, and uh, Hutch is standing there behind the door, kind of off to the side. Um, the trap, uh, let, me, let me describe, if you guys haven't seen this, let me describe the trap for you. It's a big mouse trap, or a rat trap, and it looks like it's got a, uh, a shotgun shell at the top. So when that trap is, is uh, um, tricked or tripped, that uh, part that swings around and kills the rats hits uh, the head of the um, the little uh, firing tab uh, on the shotgun shell. And there's a dude, a Russian guy standing behind the 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 door, and it hits that and boosh, blows that guy's head off. <laughs> so, and there's all kinds of traps all over the place. Uh, Hutch just runs around and just starts blasting fools uh, left and right. And then he's also uh, kicking ass uh, as well. But I mean, these—I don't know how many Russian guys coming in, but man, he's doing the John Wick thing, like sh- body shots and headshots to finish him. And th- this is all Bob Odenkirk. I mean, that didn't look like there was. Well, maybe the when he's falling, and everything might have been a stunt double. But as far as him kicking ass and shooting up everyone, it's him. Oh, earlier in the film, when uh, Hutch was at work. Uh, he was talking to his brother-in-law, and his brother-in-law came at him with a with a handgun and was pointing mm-hmm. it at him. Then he goes, here, you need this. Keep it in your house so you can protect my sister. So he looks at him, takes the gun, and then just puts it in a, a little uh, a box that's in the freezer, uh, in the refrigerator. And then he just kind of puts it to the back of the fridge and just closes the door. So that that was earlier in the film. So now this comes into play. He's in that room, in that break room, fighting those dudes, and uh, his uh, gun that he had ran out of bullets. So he opens up the fridge, pulls out that gun or that, that's in the freezer, still in the box, and he starts firing <laughs> at the dudes. <laughs> so he kills that guy. They go back out into the to, into the main um, uh, metal room. And he, he's got like these uh, three little cannons looking things that he made. But in, he, what he has in it is rebar. And then when he when those guys come in, he fires it off and the rebar goes shooting out and stabs those dudes. Uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd's still walking around blasting fools with his shotguns. Uh, and he's just blasting fools left and right. I don't know how old Christopher Lloyd is. And, and that's what was a shocker for me, seeing him come on the screen and start to kick ass here at the end of the film. <laughs> and it didn't even look like he broke a sweat, but he was still talking ill shit. 
<laughs> there was another booby trap that they had uh, hanging from the ceiling. It looked like it was like jars of liquid or something. So he shoots, uh, Christopher Lloyd shoots that. That falls to the ground and it turns into a bomb and <laughs> blows up those dudes <laughs> that are looking for him. Uh, we go back and the Rizzo's got a Uzi and he's just lighting everybody up, standing in one spot. Uh, Hutch comes out with his sidearm. Boom, he's shooting. Christopher Lloyd's blasting fools with a shotgun. All of this is in glorious slow motion. <laughs> this scene is tough. Rizzo's shooting his gun is not even paying attention uh, what he's doing. He kind of looks over at Hutch, but then in the background, we see somebody come running up at him. And Hutch grabs that gun and just tosses it. It's still all in slow motion. Uh, we see the gun flipping and flipping, and then Rizza grabs it and then shoots that dude in the head that was coming at him. And then they're all kind of side by side now. Rizza, uh, Christopher Lloyd, and Hutch, and they're all just gunning fools down still. I don't know how many guys they killed at this point. Probably say it's close to 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's fools coming in left and right and then here comes the main mob boss he comes running in uh, with a machine gun like because he got blown up but he, he didn't die so he gets up uh, Rizza takes a shot to the shoulder uh, from the main bad guy and he's got a machine gun and he just starts unloading on them uh, our heroes they all run out of bullets so they, they're like ah, we're out they don't know what to do um so Hutch, all right, this I this is just a question. <laughs> Hutch still has that claymore. Yeah. He pulls it out of his pocket and he finds this like I assume it's bulletproof shield. Yeah, it's plexiglass. Says here, uh, it says here a bulletproof uh, glass plate or whatever. Yeah, it looked like um I says, thought it was uh, like one of those riot shields. <laughs> yeah, it says Hutch, uh, uh, blah, 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 Claymore. Uh, he attaches it to a pane of bulletproof glass. Because, uh, yeah, that bulletproof glass looked like it had handles on it. Because he tapes, uh, duct tapes that Claymore onto the front. He goes running at the mob dude, and that guy's got a machine gun, and he just unloading it. But the trigger, uh, he has a, a, a string to it. And he has it in his mouth. So as he gets close to the bad guy, he turns his head and it pulls the trigger on, on the claymore and all that stuff goes and shoots at the bad guy, knocks him down. Hutch goes flying backwards and he's laying there. And then the, um, <clears throat> he kind of gets up from the blast and then the camera goes to the to the to the bad Russian dude and his face is just shredded. Yeah, he's no. fucked up. <laughs> he, he's bleeding and he's dead. And that's the it for all the bad guys. He, they just mowed down all of them uh, and everything. So they're trying to like, all right, well, I guess we're going to get the hell out of here. So Christopher Lloyd and the RZA leave and <clears throat> Hutch is just standing there like, all right, well, you guys get out of here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the heat. Could you hear... Uh, the police cars coming. Yeah, and of course, like most action movies, they're they're coming at the end. Yeah. So, oh, early in the, in the, when this film first started, 
we see Hutch sitting in like an uh, an inter- interrogation room. Mm-hmm. He's just sitting there, and he's uh, he pulls out a can of tuna or cat food, and he's got this little cat in his in his coat. While while he was running around shooting up all the bad guys and everything, he found a little kitty, a little kitten in the place. I assume it was somebody's because there was cat food there. Yeah. So I assume it was just the shop cat that, mm-hmm. that walks around in there. So he, earlier in the film as well, his daughter wanted a cat. So he took that little kitty, put it in his pocket, and w- was running around. I'm surprised he didn't kill it when he went crashing down after that <laughs> explosion. But it's a movie. <laughs> Can't kill animals in this. So he's sitting there. He pulls a little, he pulls out the tuna or the little cat food, opens it up, pulls out the cat out of his pocket. The cat's in there eating, and there's two officers or detectives trying to piece everything together, asking him, well, well, who are you? And he's like, me? I'm nobody. And then they're like, they look at each other, but then their phones ring. So they're kind of like, well, they both answer their phones, and we don't know what's being said, but obviously... It's someone from the higher up saying that we we don't hear what they're saying and telling them that let him go. Yeah, you you already get the feeling they're just like uh, can't touch this guy, can't question him, let him go. Yeah, because they look at each other, then they look at him, and then he's just like kind of shrugs it off, and that's that's the end of your movie. Um, but he does he does end up going home and everything, and and everything's all right, but. He's yeah. just like that that that's the end of your film. Yeah, it says three months later while buying a new house with Becca, Hutch receives a call suggesting that his services are still required. And I like that how down his wife is because she looked at the, the realtor and asked if the house has a basement. Yeah, so the that when that when this happened, I was kinda like, Oh, okay, there there's there's gonna be more. So credits start rolling a little bit halfway through. We get a mid-credit scene, and it's Harry and David, Christopher Lloyd and the RZA, and they're driving along the coast in an RV. And the RZA's kind of like, man, how come we couldn't just fly down there? And he goes, oh, well, look at the uh, look at the load we got. And the camera mm-hmm. kind of goes back, and they got an RV full of guns. <laughs> they kind of look at each other and start laughing, and then that's that that's your movie. Yeah, I'm like, are you guys gonna do a mission? Or are you guys gun runners? What what's happening? I assume that they were gonna Hutch is just, this is all his stuff and they're just gonna maybe have a gun <laughs> room or whatever <laughs> at their new place. I don't know. Uh just as long as he has weapons to to continue doing uh, missions and everything, so but yeah, it says here he was a former uh, assassin for the CIA. So <laughs> that, that, that I liked what they did with this. I mean, we don't in the beginning of the film we don't know who he is and what's going on. But as the movie's going, we slowly find out who he is, and then we get the big shootout scene at the end. But this movie was awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's streaming anywhere yet, but I know you can rent it streaming wise or buy the Blu-ray, and. Uh, this movie's tough, man. This is definitely on my best of uh, 2021 year because uh, this this was a shocker to me. Because even still, even after, um, yes, it was during 
the early stages of this pandemic, uh, or no, not came out this year, but uh, yeah, in it March. Was, uh, it's one of the first movies that came out when the theaters opened back up. Yeah, so I did not hear anything about this movie at all. I didn't hear people talking about it. Um, so I, I just figured it, it was, it just didn't do good, or, or maybe it was nothing. It says here, uh, the budget was sixteen million, and it made fifty six point seven million dollars in the box office. I mean, that is good, especially for times that are that are yeah. going on right now. But um, yeah, I just I didn't hear anything about this movie. Nobody was talking about it, and uh, I didn't read any articles uh, on it. So. Um, the Zisu saw it first, and he told me, "I think you'll like it, dude. Go, well, go see it." So okay, so I found it, and then uh, I watched it. And man, this movie was awesome. Uh, I loved every minute of it. I mean, and I liked that it wasn't very, it wasn't long. It wasn't your typical two-hour movies, like uh, most movies are now. It was only ninety-two minutes, and it's just boom. Once the action starts, boom, it doesn't stop until the end. It just kept going. I mean, the only slow parts in this is the very beginning when we're seeing who, how Hutch is living his life day to day. But yeah. once, once all the action kicked in, it didn't stop. So I, I just thought this movie was amazing. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, definitely go if you're a fan of Bob Odenkirk, check it out because he's given you something that you've never seen from him before. And it is once it once it gets going, it's just nonstop action. Like Ness said earlier. It's not a long movie, but it it moves. Once it gets going, it just goes. Yep. And that is nobody, everyone. So uh, what do we got next? I'm going to rearrange the schedule that I sent you because I kind of want to talk about this movie because I loved it. And I've heard that some people don't like it. And that is 2021's The Suicide Squad. Hmm. I need to watch it again. I was kind of tired when it got to the end. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll uh, definitely uh, talk about it because I, I got a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved it, but I seen somebody posting, like, fucking pictures of trash cans, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, did you guys watch the first one, or which one did you watch? <laughs> that that one was garbage. That one was just <laughs> sheer trash. But uh, uh, I'm I'm gonna have to do a rewatch on that one again. So I because right. I, I I only saw it the one time when it came out. Uh, I went I I have it, but I watched it once in the theater, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I hate I hate this movie. Um, I would like to there there is those rumors going around. They want them to release the um whoever directed the first one because he because uh, that director came out and said this this the movie you guys saw isn't the movie i shot so yeah. i want to see what he shot plus i would like to see all those scenes with the joker that um uh what's his name jared leto said he goes i filmed a lot and he goes and they cut it all out so i, I would like to see that yeah david Ayer, the air yeah. cut yeah i i, I want to see that who knows maybe um, they'll do it just for a little extra money. I mean, they yeah. did it with uh, Justice League. And, and that was... I, but the thing that always gets me is I don't think these studios like when they're told that they were wrong. Cause how how much everybody loved the, the Snyder Cut. 
Because you know the other version, that was a straight fucking studio hack job right there. I didn't mind that one when I first saw it. I think Zisu and I were the only ones that, that liked it. But after the Snyder Cut, that movie is garbage. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad. But that, that new Snyder Cut did make me appreciate uh, Man of Steel as well as Batman v Superman because mm-hmm. I hated I hated those two movies. But after seeing that, I'm like, ah, okay, now now it makes more sense. So I, I'm I'm cool with those movies now. Uh, I have them all. But um, yeah, next week, uh, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, don't don't get it confused. The yeah. Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> All those movies are on HBO Max uh, if you haven't seen any of them. So, yep. but, um, uh, yeah, I don't want to get into it now. Well, get into it next week when we talk about it. But, all right. All right, everyone. I mean, that's going to be it. It's late. I got to go to bed. So, till next time, everyone. Thank you for listening. Be safe out there and come back next week. So, until then, party on. Wear your mask. <laughs> <laughs>